Hey, what's going on, GNGs? This is Trek and Cryptos to Connect. I'm your guy, Trek. And in today's episode, my daily talk is covering the results of me applying for a job with the Exodus Wallet platform. And then on the second half of it, I'm talking to Ryan Cooper, who he works out at Bowie State, which is a HBCU out here in Maryland. If you don't know about it, um, we go over a couple of things on how he got in and just talking about like what he's into and what he's trying to do at the school. So hopefully you guys learn something new, you find something interesting. If you're applying for jobs, take some notes on what I did for the situation. And here we go, G&G's, uh, Tracking Cryptos to Connect. How I'm looking at this thing. So going back, uh, I want to say like a week or so, um, I had brought up applying for a position and it was with dealing with one of the wallets that is out there right now. Is that it was actually for the Exodus wallet. And I have to say, um, it's funny how when you think you know something and then when you really get questioned on it, it's just like, oh, okay. I didn't really understand as much as I thought I did. Um, the position was for the customer service position. Called, they call it the customer support engineer. And basically what happened was uh, they give you X amount of scenarios and based on the scenario, you have to compile a response saying how you would respond to the customer and how you would look to help. Well, the first part of it was, what do you think the issue is? And then the second part is you have to then compile a response to what the customer's situation is. Um, some of it was a simple, like, oh, well, they just need to refresh um, their wallet and sync it back up with the, um, the main network, right? Um, but then there's other stuff that would be like, you'd have to say, hey, um, you know, sir, ma'am, whatever, uh, this issue is something that's going to require a little bit more support. So, like, because Exodus has um, Shapeshift in their um, platform, there there was, like, a couple of scenarios where it wasn't just a matter of, oh, um, I can tell you exactly what the issue is because it's all on just their platform. It was, you had to follow up with crossing over to the Exodus with the, no, sorry, the um, Shapeshift support and talk to their people to then be the liaison between um, Exodus, well, the liaison between Shapeshift and then the client who is using the Exodus wallet. Uh, they got back to me a lot quicker than I thought. Like, apparently, like, over 400 people applied a position. If you applied to it, you understand what the questions was. There was this last part on it, though, that they asked you, like, what was your... um what was your knowledge base of like a couple of different things that relate to like blockchain, like um, and uh, Ethereum in particular? So what was like the um, the UI UX? Um, what was a bit? Um, there was this other one acronym that I just could not figure out for the life of me, and like I even took to like you know googling and stuff, and it, it was just not working. So. What I had did was, you know, I, I was straight up about it. Like, I'm not a, I don't have a programming background. I told y'all about that. So here it is. You asking me X amount of stuff that, yeah, one or two of the things I had an idea of what it was, but I didn't really know, know it. 
Um, so I just, you know, what was like, I think a scale of like one to five, like how much, how confident are you in what you know about this thing? And I was just like, oh, this is a one, this is a two, um, this thing is like a four maybe. Um, so that's how I had, um, went about it. And what happened? I ended up getting the, the email back from Chris and he was like, you know, um, we found some more people who had a little bit more understanding than you did. And so the, this position isn't particularly for you, but you know, um, we, you definitely have a skill set that we could use probably in something future coming up. All right, cool. No problem. Understand that. So what I did in that email is a follow up and I would recommend this for any kind of job you apply for. Um, if you're able to get in communication with the person who's doing the hiring or at least looking through whatever the, the, the process is, if you don't get that position, ask, hey, how can I improve myself so that next time I have to apply for something similar to this or when I come back to y'all in a couple of months, I can say, hey, I've improved from where I was then to where I am now and here's what I've done to push up. So um, he had got back to me and what he was telling me was for how I answered the question of what my knowledge base was, um, my answers were pretty like realistic on the end of, I wasn't trying to pull the FUD and lie and, hey, you know, I'm an expert in blah, 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 when I know, I damn know, or damn know that I'm not. He said that it usually goes, people will overcredit themselves as to how much they know in that section and then do horrible or not so great on the actual questionnaire part of it. Um, and he broke it down to say that I answered realistically or what came off as being realistic answers of like, I only know I'm at a two with it. But compared to what my answers were in the in the questionnaire part of it, and it was like five or six um, questions or scenarios that you had to um, um, answer in regards to what was going on with a customer. He said that it was surprising that I, I answered so low for what my skill or knowledge base was for the thing. But when it came to the actual um, questions, I did way better than what my knowledge base was saying I knew about a thing. Now, in that part, I'm going to contribute that to saying I just use the website because they have a really good um, search parameter or, or search section within the, within the website itself. So like the the um the FAQ stuff, that section alone. And then like of course in part what I already knew in regards to how the wallets work or just things that, you know, when you play around with stuff enough, you kinda get, all right, here's what messed me up on here and I know not to do that next time. Somebody else who's a new person wouldn't um necessarily think to do that thing. But it was basically just understanding how to do the lookups on their their website, which surprisingly you'd be surprised how many people just don't want to do stuff like that, and they'll just straight call the customer support without actually going through the website to see hey do they already have the answer there, and I don't need to waste my time sitting on the phone or waiting for an email response back and forth in order to solve my what my situation is. So you know it didn't work out for this part right now, but I'm not mad about it. But I did take it as a learning experience and okay i learned a couple of things um in regards to the blockchain and ethereum 
I mean, not Shannon, um, Exodus, the wallet platform itself, and a couple of things about Shapeshift, too. Um, and overall, I, I take it as a good thing as, as a walkway. Even though I didn't get that particular position, it still works out um, in the long run for me because I'm looking, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going along. So as long as I'm able to walk away with some new knowledge, I'm going to take it as a win. Um, yeah, and that's been that experience uh, in regards to applying for that particular position. And now the other thing is, like, I, I have a better idea of how this this space works out in regards to um, uh, applications. Like, there was no, like, hey, send us your resume and, you know, um, give us a cover letter. It was, like, answer these questions, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like about the wallet. Now, if you are not used to that kind of format, because the format I come from in, in, in like the defense industry and stuff, like people want to see, all right, if you don't got degrees behind your name, you got to have X amount of certs behind your name and then everything is going to be judged off of that and then you're doing phone interviews. You'll do like two to four different phone interviews. If you're lucky, you might just do one, but the situations I've been in, it's been like two to four different interviews over the phone and then you end up moving forward as to whether you um get in with that job or whatever. But this realm is is a total different thing. Um I enjoyed the experience and I'm definitely gonna take it and move forward. I just wanted to bring y'all guys up to speed on that situation. Um and that's like that, that that's like the one of it thing. I, I meant to do this earlier on um in the weekend, but I just been caught up with a bunch of other stuff. Like I've changed the rooms in the house, um and I had to reset some other like, like other things. I got a new desk. I got this glass joint right now. I, I don't know why, but I really like the glass table setting. It's probably because I can put all these damn sticky notes all over it. Cause I got a bunch of sticky notes that you can't really see in the shot right now. Uh, so many different ideas running through my head. But, um, yeah, guys, like the job thing, the jobs are out there. Like the, the posts are everywhere. You can look on Reddit. You can look on blockchain jobs. You can look on Twitter. Um, what's the other one? The dude, um, James Lop, Jameson Lop, J A M E S O N Lop, L O P P. Um, he has so much information on his site. Like I said, Reddit, Reddit has a bunch of different subreddits that you can find stuff on. If you just like Google it or put in, well, not Bing, Bing would be kind of funny. Um, you can find definitely X amount of stuff out there. And then for whatever your skill set is at, even if you're not a programmer, there's X amount of programming, non-programming, non-technical jobs that are there. Like you need marketers, you need H, um, you need, um, accounting people. You need like people who um deal with um god damn it like pub I don't want to say public speaking but the 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 face front people the front face whatever I messed it up anywho point being is guys the opportunities are out there so there you had it that's what I did and yeah I didn't get the job at the time but I have to say it was a learning and if you are trying to get for, go for any job, really, um, 
basically, if you don't get it, try to find out what you can do to improve yourself. That never hurts to ask the question. And in regards to, you know, the crypto space, the blockchain space in particular, the, the interview format is very different. And I think a lot of people um, aren't necessarily ready for that. But it's, it's changing. Things have happened for where we are right now within the end of the year, for sure, because of what's been going on in the market. But it doesn't change the fact that there are jobs out there and you don't have to be a technical person. You can bring traditional job skill sets as well as just come up with some creative things that will help you get into a space or into a company and then work your way up or work your way around. Now, going forward, here's Ryan Cooper of Blue State. He's not a professor there, but he does work there. I just forgot the title of what he does. Um, definitely a motivated dude right there, man. And hopefully, you know, this puts a connection out there for somebody who's also at Bowie State or one of the other um, colleges or universities in the area. And that's it, GNGs. Enjoy. What's going on, GNGs? It's another episode of Trekking Cryptos to Connect. And here we have it. I have Ryan Cooper. I got to meet this young man um, when I did my first um, panel discussion at Bowie State, and it was around, you know, cryptocurrencies and, well, blockchain technology and diversity. And this young man right here was real enthusiastic um, about wanting to be a part of, you know, helping expand the space. Um, and to be clear, he, well, actually, I'll have him explain that to you um, to be to have him put it in his own words but like i said this young man right here real high energy real good spirit and um he wants to help people understand more about cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology and i think he's in a really good place to do it at uh Bowie state uh here in uh, maryland so i'm gonna let you take it away ryan could you please give us a little you know about yourself who you are sure so uh, my name is ryan Cooper. sorry about that i'm trying to plug my phone up or something I'm a uh, Bowie State alumni. Um, I uh, have my degree in uh, information technology, um, and uh, I live in Bowie, and I work here, and I'm going to be uh, moving forward. I'm going to be hosting all of the Bowie State Blockchain Association meetings. I'm going to reach out to the community, try to educate everyone about crypto, and that's where we are. Okay, okay. So, um, all right, we're going to go to the first part. So what, what got you, um, in the cryptos? Like what, what was that aha moment? Did you hear about it on CNNBC? Did you, did somebody mention it to you on campus? Like, was it a YouTube I video? Something. I can say something really funny right now, but for the, for the sake of not trying to be funny, um, I, I actually learned about crypto in a, in a blog, in one of those blogs. One of those. <laughs> okay. One of those. And uh, the guy was talking about this about six years, five, six years ago. He was like, get rippling. I, I was like, what is this? I had no clue. I didn't get in it on it back then, but that was when I first heard about it in one of those blogs, if you know what I mean, one of those under, underground blog groups. But um, that's when okay. I learned about it. Wait, so when you first heard about it, you heard about it by way of Ripple? Ripple was the first one I heard about. Yeah. You, that was interesting is you're not the first person I've heard say something like that where like they got in like somebody got into the space but 
they didn't hear about Bitcoin at first. They heard about something else. And then once they started like, you know, well, let me kind of look into what this thing is this person's telling me about, they eventually get to Bitcoin. It's like, oh, I know this thing exists and that was the first thing. But I'm amazed at how many more people I'm coming across now who are like, yeah, I didn't know about Bitcoin in the beginning. Right. I knew about the right. So wow, like that that is interesting. So wait, so you get you hear about Ripple, you don't move on it when you first hear it. When you actually do get in, who do you go with first? Uh it's funny. I I I I started on Coinbase, I bought um Bitcoin. And then I was hanging around nerds, hackers, and I learned how to bounce it off. I actually initially bounced it off into GFX, but okay. I stopped using that. And I started using um, Binance and Coupon, and that's pretty much it. I don't mess with the other ones. Those are the two I trust. Okay, okay. So you see, he eventually made it back. <laughs> okay, let me let me not say it like that, because then that's going to make it sound like I'm like a Bitcoin maximalist, which I don't label myself as a Bitcoin maximalist. like. I'm about cryptocurrencies, but at the same time, there's certain things that I won't touch. XRP is one of those things that I won't touch. Um, there's a lot out there now that I don't even mess with, um, just because it's just so many things to keep track of in the space and what's going on. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you know you're gonna end up um, doing all of the blockchain events at Bowie. So is that in collaboration with an actual group um, as far as like one of the student um, uh, clubs or is that something that's like a, a hybrid? Like how has that situation been put together? So, so I actually learned about the, this, this group through a professor here at Bush that he's main, the main guy to go to as far as blockchain technology. His name is Dr. Andrew Mangle. Uh, he's probably gonna be mad. I'm putting his name on blast, but he's the guy to talk to. Um, he was hosting, he was hosting all of the meetings every all year when I first got this job at last November. I went to every meeting faithfully. Sometimes I was the only one there, and I guess he saw my hunger. Um, I was there for every meeting. I always had like I would read the blogs. I came there with fresh information. We would, like, we would try not to talk about investing. He said the same thing you told me. He said these meetings are not to talk about how much money we made or what we bought today, but more so let's talk about technology, the blockchain technology, let's talk about how can we create our own coins, things like that. And that's actually what we're getting ready to do. My first meeting is actually November 8th, we have a date set. And what I'm gonna be doing is I'm gonna use Pearl, P-I-R-L, that coin, we're gonna create our own coins. I'm gonna have every attendee create, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give them coins. And we're gonna teach them how to make their own coin, how to compile it. We're gonna teach them a little bit of solidity. So that's kind of where we're headed. It's, it's a big thing, and I want this first meeting to go right. Like, I'm going to pay for the food out of my own pocket. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. When's going to be the next hackathon? When's the, what, I don't know, first or next, but when y'all going to do a hackathon? We're, about we're working on that now. So, it, MIS, the Management Information System Department, uh, there's a brother here on campus, real sharp brother. His name is Amadou. If I'm saying the name wrong, I'm sorry, brother, but um, we're friends on LinkedIn. He hosts all of the local MIS meetings, and they're actually working on a hackathon right now. There's also uh, with the uh, science professors here at Bowie State, and they're also working on a hackathon just for black women that are in high school. So that's no. kind of what I know is going on at Bowie State. Okay, so 
I, I feel like Howard put the pressure on Bowie to be like, yo. Did they? Like, <laughs> we we got a black lab. Like, what y'all doing now? Like, that's now what I feel like. I hit all those brothers up and we're on the same page. We're going to work together. It's not about who's best. We're going to bring it all together eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Yo, there's an event going on at Morgan. I got to um, send tell you about, or I think you might have followed me on LinkedIn about it. But yeah, okay. man, it, it, it's definitely cool like to see that um, there is movement happening and it's not a matter of um, waiting for the, you know, the higher ups in whatever department or, you know, who has whatever degree behind them to be like, hey, let's get some stuff going. Like, um, I, I, I always try to preach and tell people, like, this is a permissionless technology. You know, if you have enough wherewithal to watch X amount of YouTube videos, or read X amount of blogs or articles on whatever part of the technology, like you can do this. You might not be the most technically inclined person, but that doesn't mean you can't do this. You know, um, the space is open for all types of people. It takes all types of people to get this mass adoption thing going to where people actually have it um, more relatable to them as it, it's, in, it's a part of their everyday life. And this right here. Can I add on? Because I want to add on what you just said. So the piggyback off of exactly what you just said, the, 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 the point is to at least get people ready when they do decide they want to buy crypto. And that's what I'm doing as far as like giving everyone my referral links and encouraging people to get into Coinbase. So just, just be ready. Don't, you don't even have to put the money in, but at least be ready. So when you see it starting, you're not going to be able to just jump in because you got to do the KYC and all the uh, know your customer and you got to get vetted. You got to take your picture mm-hmm. and selfie with you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm doing um, right now. So, but yeah, you're right. Pushing up for adoption and making sure that our community is ahead of the curve on all this. Gotcha. Okay. So here's another one. Um, Question. All right. So uh, I don't remember you saying what year you had like started really getting involved in the space, but for where you got in time period wise for what you see now. Right. And for how your conversations have developed and, you know, grown and gone. Um, what's the differences that you've noticed um, from, like I said, where you where you started at and then like, you know, once you started networking with people to where you see it at now and, and how your conversations are with either those same people or new people? A lot of people, and this is just from the street, like barbershop talk. I was at the barbershop yesterday and a couple of the brothers was like, man, I lost my damn money, put it in crypto, blah, blah, blah. But what people don't understand is the, the actual technology that it's a general ledger, that it eliminates fraud, all of that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to push. Um, it's not just about the coins. You're right. It's about how it's going to literally change the world. And that's what I'm pushing. That, man, I, I feel like I keep having this conversation um, with people about, like, trying to get them to understand, like, the only reason you care about a, quote, price value is because it's being pegged to the USD 
and because most people only understand value in relation to a U.S. dollar, right? So technically speaking, and the way that like we ideally wanted the situation to go from the early days was a Bitcoin was a Bitcoin. Um, You know, um, Ethereum was an Ethereum. um, Satoshi was a Satoshi. um, Whatever thing you want to name, it was that. And the only reason we got to this point now where we start making these um, equated values is because it was the easiest thing to get people to understand. Like cryptos is broken down into decimal numbers. People do not like doing decimal numbers. Everyone wants whole simplified numbers. And I get that because I hate dealing with numbers. Like I'm not a math person. Right. Can I add on? So, so following yeah. what you just said, that's why V Chain, not to bring up coins, but V Chain just did their fork. And I read an article and explained it. And they said that's why they did it because the uh, coins were at a decimal rate. So they multiplied it times a thousand so that it was a whole number. So that all little people weren't like looking at it like it's decimals. They, they felt more comfortable with it being a solid number. So I'm agreeing with what you just said. That was kind of why V Chain just did their hard fork. Yeah, but you, you and and then it, it brings me to the other thing of how I'm looking at the space and I'm just going like, wow, like that that was interesting to do that. Let let's see how that plays out between both forks. Like, how is that going to play out down the road? Is one going to end up losing its its network base and then people cross over to the newer version, or is the newer version going to last for like maybe six months, a year or two, and then people are just like, yeah, you know what? This isn't working for me. Like, I thought the whole numbers thing was going to be good, but lo and behold, it's not. Um, I mean, that that's going mean, that, that, to be interesting because, like, how do you then work out, right, the, the, the beauty in the decimal point system as far as how cryptos can be disseminated out is you can do less than a penny. But now if you're telling me it's absolute whole numbers, you can't dole anything out smaller than a penny anymore. So, like, how are they compensating for that loss of functionality? All right, I don't want to run. I don't want to run down into the weeds because I feel like all of these conversations I've had so far today, and I've, I've done a couple of interviews today. Um, it, it's been real tiring on getting into the weeds on the technicals of, of certain aspects of um, what's going on in the space. Um, I will admit like that, that was an interesting thing. I didn't even know about that. Um, all right. So where's it going? Looking, um, for what you see going on with the space right now, um, what do you see, you know, like going forward as far as like any predictions as, as to what is going to work out like so like you're there at buoy so you're getting to see like on the front line what's going on you know in the educational space as far as the adoption is going on um but like do you have any particulars on whether it be in that realm or the bigger you know crypto community space i don't really know any courses that we're teaching here but we say on blockchain yet um Mm. I don't know if that was, was that, was that your question? How, and how that's affecting Bowie State campus or? Well, okay. Not necessarily as far as, you know, is, is there a matriculated course? Um, but just that you're seeing the, 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 
the growth at the at the real like forefront, the ground level of it, like you're actually being one to help push the growth. You know, you you you're carrying the torch from um, Dr. Mango. So yeah, like, are how are you seeing it there, or like, do you have any predictions on going forward? as to what else could be down the pike for Bowie or for education in general or the even bigger community as a whole as far as blockchain and cryptocurrency. All right, so that's I could talk I could talk about this for a long time. I'm gonna keep it real short. Um so I'm getting ready to start my my company and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to motivate people to hold meetings that educate the masses on what it is. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to also include like some financial literacy, but then the other portion of it is going to be about crypto, not necessarily the coins, but I'm going to break down the technology and teach people about it so that they're ready when it does take off. Cause it's going to take off in the next year or two. No doubt in my mind, bro. Okay. I got you. Um, okay. So Last one on this part of product or service that you're using that you would actually tell somebody else about. So whether it be, like I said, a wallet or, you know, are you um, using Solidity or you using like the test networks? Like what are you yourself using that is blockchain or crypto based? Uh, okay. I'm a shameless plug. I don't use it a lot, but there's a new version of Instagram out called Bela Coin B E L A. I'm using that, and I I post pictures every day, and I'm making money. And it's funny because people have to like my picture, and by liking it, every time they select like, they give me a Bela Coin. And the more people that download this app and use it, the more money I have, and it's just been going up. And all I'm doing is posting pictures. It's a real life use case of almost like an Instagram, but not Instagram, but it's built on a blockchain and people exchange hmm. likes for, for crypto. And I'm making crypto real loud, but that's just one. I mean, it's tons of different things I'm doing. That's the first thing that popped up in my head, like real life use case. Um, and I know the CEO, I reached out to him, we, we talked and um, shameless plug, what's up, Baylor Cam? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's one. Um, of course, I need to get a cold storage wallet. So yeah, cold storage wallets is another thing. Uh, Shout out to Nano, Ledger, whatever, Treasury wallets on all of them. Okay. Um, I was gonna say on the on the Baylor one, so is that like um, um is that an ERC twenty or did they build their own um blockchain? I'm not sure. I have to reach out to the CEO. I didn't do my due diligence on that. Um okay. I don't all even right. know I don't know what blockchain is. I don't know if they built their own or if they probably did use use Ethereum, but I'm not sure. That's just a guess. Okay, and we gotta remember that, folks. Not giving financial advice, but do understand, like, for whatever product or service, or if you over there ICO hunting, you definitely gotta do your own due diligence and what you're looking to put your time and effort and money into. Um, just, just putting that out there, the um, a PSA. Closing out, um, I want to thank Ryan Cooper for. Um, coming on and doing an interview.
so that brings the episode to a close. And as I hope you learned something new, I hope you got something about being able to apply for a job within the crypto space or just a job in general, GNGs. Um, that was my experience. It's not to say that that's the experience you're going to have. Hopefully you have something better than what I went through. And if not, hopefully you at least learn from that mistake and then better prepare yourself for the next time you apply for any kind of job or a job within this blockchain crypto space. And as it goes for the interview with Ryan, I apologize for the um, connection. You know, the Internet is what it is. We might have had it for 20 plus years at this point, but it still is what it is. It is technology and it is not always foolproof. Nonetheless, I still appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. If you could, just please like, share, leave a comment of some um, kind on here. And also, I am taking some kind of donation. So that part got activated for the podcast right now. And basically, it helps me deal with getting somebody to help me edit all of this content I have to be able to put it out on a more consistent basis. I would really appreciate that if you could do whatever you can. And um, I just got to figure out a way to get the crypto side of this thing going. And that will be coming up in the next couple of episodes. Once again, I appreciate G&G for listening and just the encouragement that I've been getting from folks. And that's it, y'all. Until the next one, go out and learn something blockchain. Cryptos. Do what you do. One.